edge to his voice when he said it. He seemed to feel that the whole thing had gone beyond a joke. Jess went ahead and had the talk with Alex anyway. John Street wasn't her conscience. He was the anti-Jiminy Cricket, always egging her on to darker and crazier things. This time she decided to pretend she had a better angel. Only once, Alex said, when she asked him if his dad ever got physical with his reprimands. Jess had no idea what to do with that. She suspected that one smack or punch always led on to N, where N was a large number. But it wasn't exactly a smoking pistol. Not enough to justify an anonymous tip-off to child services or an ugly altercation on the upstairs landing. And her batteries were low in every way that mattered. If there was a confrontation, she would almost certainly lose. She gave Alex her number, made him put it into his phone. If you ever need someone, she told him, you can call me. Or just come down and knock on the door. I'm usually home. It didn't ever happen. And after a while, she forgot about the promise. Forgot she'd ever even made it. The addiction was lying like an iron bar across her brain right about then, and it was getting worse with each day that went by. Alex was one of the last things to go, but he faded out in the end along with the rest of the world. She went sailing away to a sunny, squally island where the population was three. Herself, John Street, and heroin. At first, that was as far as Jess's memories would take her but she kept on dipping her bucket into that deep black well and hauling up more and more details. When the psychiatrists appointed by the court to test her mental faculties asked her what she could remember, she tried her best to tell the truth, but the truth changed from one session to the next. She could see in their eyes that they thought she was faking her amnesia. Then her lawyer, also court-appointed, set in motion by the magic of legal aid, arrived like a fox in a henhouse and sent the psychiatrists packing. His name was Brian Pritchard. It was exactly Jess's height, which made him quite short for a man, and grey-haired, even though he couldn't have been more than forty-five or so. The hair read almost like a statement of gravitas and moral rectitude. My client isn't ready to talk about these traumatic events, he told the shrinks in cold, clipped tones, and by God you'd better not try to use those assessments in court if you haven't got a consent form to go with them. But they did have a consent form. Jess was signing everything that was put in front of her, collaborating with every legal process, being as helpful as she could. That was what innocent people did, and she was sure in her heart she was innocent. Pritchard did not approve. You've been arrested and charged, he told her waspishly. In an ideal world, the police would still be vigorously pursuing their inquiries, but we don't live in an ideal world, Ms. Molson. If you hand yourself to them on a plate, they will take you and pick you apart and wipe their fingers clean with the laws of evidence. And in the meantime, they will not be exploring any other possibilities, because exploring other possibilities takes effort. So please, as a favour to me, treat everyone who isn't me as your sworn enemy until your trial is over. Jess glanced at the man who had accompanied Pritchard onto the ward, a skittish little junior solicitor or clerk 
whose role was to hand his boss pieces of paper when they were needed and who scarcely ever spoke. When Jess met his eyes, he blushed and looked away. Oh, I don't mean Mr. Levine, Pritchard said. You can treat him as landscape. On that first visit, Pritchard took Jess's statement about the night of the fire without comment or question. On the second, the next day, he brought her some newspaper articles and printouts from internet blogs in order, so he said, to give her a better idea of what she was up against. Inferno Jess, I know nothing. The woman at the heart of tragic ten-year-old Alex Beach's death is being treated at London's Whittington Hospital, both for her physical injuries and for memory loss. Yet doctors have found no evidence of brain damage or psychological trauma. Pritchard seemed to be trying to provoke her into some kind of response, but all Jess could give him was exhaustion and despair, occasionally peeking into...